let me tell you something. You need to be getting out of debt. And my wife said something that was so interesting. She said, the more you focus on getting out of debt, mysteriously, the more money begins to show up to get you out of debt. It's just a mysterious principle. It's amazing to see that. The more you do it, the more money comes to, to accomplish that goal because that's where your focus is. And all type of invisible and natural forces will line up to where your focus is. But you need to be getting out of debt. You need to be doing two things. You need to get out of debt. You need to have your money in two different banks. And you need to have cash at home in a safe. So that if the, because if anything can happen and they shut the bank down because they know they're going to go and do a bank run. Now you don't have any money. Anything can happen, y'all. They have been hacking more and more credit card companies. Anything can happen. You need to make sure. The Bible says two things are defense. It says money and wisdom. Okay? And so I know y'all quiet, but you know what, y'all? You, you can't just keep disregarding warnings. It's a wonderful feeling to be prepared when stuff goes down. It's a wonderful feeling, you all. Something happens, and instead of you running out to Walmart and trying to get the last two water bottles like everybody else, you sit there in the parking lot in front of your car with some popcorn. I just want to see how much foolishness is going to happen today because you're good at home. I don't have a whole lot. You got more than you think. Start setting the dollars Set a goal. Dave Ramsey says, set a goal where your first um, um, no, that's the second one or third one. The first thing is, particularly if you're single, try to set aside cash, $300. When you get to $300, say, okay, my next goal is to get to 1000 It's untouchable. It's only for emergencies, hundreds, fifties, and twenties. Also, you know, gold, silver. Now, let me say something. The Holy Spirit did kind of put me in check. He said, but don't go too far. You know, and, and, and don't, you know, for all of the gun enthusiasts out there, the Lord did have to tell me, he said, look, back off that a little bit. He said, you don't need to stack up ammunition for the next six months. Because if you got to stack up that much ammunition, he said, you're in a serious amount of trouble. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, just, just do what makes you comfortable. Yeah. Holy Spirit gave me a statement. And that is, if you went to the doctor's office and they scanned your body and you had something that was foreign in your body. That's not a part of the human body. How many of you will want to know what that is? Now watch this. What would happen if you went to the same doctor's office and they scanned your body and they saw another being in your body? How many of you know you definitely want to know what that is? Yes. So we have a being that is living on the inside of us called the Holy Ghost. It's a real ghost. We forget that. A real ghost is living on the inside of you. And so, uh, and so the Holy Spirit said something to me. He said, most Christians have no idea who I am, even though I'm living on the inside of them, silent. So John 14, 16, push right through this. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, which means he's going to live, with, he's going to live in you for eternity. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him because he dwells with you and shall be in you. So the world, for them, I think things concerning the Holy Spirit, they make a mockery of it because they can't see him. Um, they can't feel him. Their electronic instruments that they are so impressed with can't locate him. 
And so as a result of that, they can't receive him. John 14, 26 says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, so that we know that the Holy Spirit is God's representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Okay. That word advocate means he is a divine counselor, a divine encourager, and divine comforter. So be very careful when somebody is trying to make you feel bad and they're telling you the Lord told you to tell me. Lord told me to tell you this. You know, don't, I don't, let me tell you something. I've never been quick to hear, listen to that. Now, sometimes people are right and sometimes people are wrong, you know, but, but sometimes when people want to control you, they attach Jesus' name to it hoping that you respond, and particularly if you think that you are less mature than them, always remember this. When you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you have instantly become an expert when it comes to anything. No one can deceive you unless you allow yourself to be deceived. He's a pastor. At least that's what he said. <laughs> I don't care if he got a gazillion members. If he says something that's wrong, the Holy Spirit will let you know that he says something wrong. I don't care if they're a doctor. I don't care if they're a billionaire. I don't care who they are, how many degrees that they have. I don't care how close to Jesus they are. The Holy Spirit is in you. and He will never allow you to be deceived by another man. Period. That's why so many of you were in church, heard the preacher saying something, and on the inside, you're like, that does not sound right. Because the Holy Spirit was telling you, that does not sound right. But you listen to the preacher instead of the Holy Spirit. He would train to do that. John 15, 26. I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. John 16, 7. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate will not come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of the coming judgment. Three things that the Holy Spirit convicts you of. He convicts you when you're doing the wrong thing. He convicts you into doing the right thing. And he will convict you constantly about the judgment to come in other words how many of you have got up out of bed sometime and said i need to get myself together didn't even know that was the holy spirit prompting you you need to get yourself together okay always convicting you but he's gentle always remember this satan pushes you into something and makes it seem like if you don't do it you're going to lose out forever the holy spirit gently leads you into something how many of you know, how many of you have made decisions and the Holy Spirit have been working with you for days and weeks? And then you finally gave in. It's something he's working on me right now that I don't want to do, but I'm going to have to do it. It's not too many things that I hesitate with when it comes to the Lord, but this one made me pause for a second. So, y'all be praying for me. And let me say something. You'll be surprised some of the things that the Lord will ask you to do when it comes to rescuing people. You'd be surprised. I mean, it gets down to your reputation and your money. And nothing matters over a soul. I know Jesse Duplantis, you know, they have a ministry, uh, Learjet. And, um, and uh, sometimes he has to spend his own money. And uh, he talked about how I think he spent like $10,000 worth of fuel to fly that machine into Alaska to minister to like six or 16 people. And uh, he did it. One problem with him, the Holy Spirit just... Somebody made the comment about how much money they were spending just to minister to a few people. And he said that on the plane, the Holy Spirit told him, don't ever forget, son, I'll bankrupt you to get to one soul on the other side of the world. 
<laughs> yeah. See, and that's one of the things that I love about this country. You know, it's negatives and it's positives, but the positives is negatives and it's positives. And that's one, this country so much represents how the kingdom of God does things in a way. And one of the things that I really love about this country is let an American citizen get hemmed up on the backside of India. And it's something about this nation that they will go and rescue their own. It does not matter how many machines need to be used. It does not matter how much money has to be spent. It doesn't sometimes even matter how many people need to be killed. They will go after their own. I didn't just, y'all might have missed this in the news, but there was an incident on the back end of Nigeria where there was an American person there who had been kidnapped. And, and the Nigerian officials were a little uh, upset because the United States did their thing, sent in the team in the cover of darkness, came in, <laughs> shot up a bunch of people, rescued the American citizen, and they're at home right now watching TV, eating Krispy Kreme donuts. And that's one thing that I love to see the weight that is, um, is instituted just to get one individual on the back end of the planet. And so if the United States government would do that, how much more will the kingdom of God government do it? For you understand what I'm saying? That's why you're never in a situation, never in a situation. I don't know why, you know, my wife and I just side note because it's a shorter lesson. The whole lesson is based on a question that a girl asked me last Sunday. But, you know, the young lady that you all know that came into our home, my wife and I have just been discussing that later because here lately, and we were just talking about just, just what we went through personally. Um, and let me tell you what's going on. Some of you know who I'm talking about, the young lady that came into our midst and all of the stuff that happened. And she's doing fine. I watch from afar. And, um, and what, needed to happen, what needed to happen was the Lord needed to get her from this level to this level because on this level is where all of the creatures were on this level is they were going to drag this girl to hell on this level is i mean anytime lucifer calls you his wife that that was that level and so it was a war to the lord knew she was going to do what she did he knew that we didn't know that okay some of you may be like what is he talking about well we had a situation where we just in order to rescue this girl from the grip of Satan, we went into a war. I ain't talking about these little silly wars that these church people are talking about. You know, they're not at war. They're just being, you know, trust me. Let me tell you something. God does not allow most of his children to actually truly war against the devil because it would kill them. For you to actually war against Satan, you have to be clean. You understand what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that is a problem with the devil is that this place is too clean. I am extremely clean. I'm not dibbling and dabbling and doing this and doing that. I'm a clean man. And I got to teach a message on the power of being clean. And Jesus said it this way. He said, oh yeah, Satan is coming. But when he shows up, he'll find nothing in me because I'm too clean. And I have to tell them that. You can't do, I look at them right in their face. You can't do nothing against me. I'm too clean. But that was a war that uh, 
we look back at it now and we can't believe that we did that. I mean, I'm talking about real, you know. Um, I'm going to just venture off the beaten path for a moment. When she was staying in our home, she asked, could she go someplace? And this is very important because the Holy Ghost won't always tell you why, but he will tell you what the answer is. And what, and this is the deep part, is that all she wanted to do was go fellowship with another one of the church members. How I many know that seems innocent enough? Hey, and so, uh, and so I asked my wife about it. She's like, uh-uh, something is wrong. Seems innocent, she said, but something is wrong. Later on, when we were casting a demon out of her, was it that individual or someone else you don't remember? Okay, yeah. Oh, last later when we were casting one of the demons out of her, the demon tried to put my wife in check. You and your discernment. Because the scenario that she wanted to do was a plot to get her out there on the street to be kidnapped by a group of witches. Holy Ghost didn't tell us all of that. All he did was tell my wife, no. And so... And so I guess I'm sharing this because it's a battle between spirits, folk. So that's fine that your little babies want to go to the birthday party on the other side of the town, on the side of town. But you got to ask, how do you feel on the inside? How I many you know your little babies and your little teenagers are going to get a little attitude sometime because all they're thinking about is diving in the swimming pool and, and, and all of that type of stuff. Y- y'all, but y'all, it's... Bible says he will show you all things. And it says one of the things we're going to read the scriptures, it says he will show you the future. And let me tell you something. We had to rely on the angelic forces and the Holy Ghost and our physical energy because we really, my wife was reminding me of some of the things that we dealt with. And I was just like, oh, that's insane that we, I mean, and, and what happened was is that it's like, the veil was pulled back. Let me tell you something. There's a book. What is that book that I read um, from you? Um, he came to set the captives free. Before the young lady showed up, I read that book. The book was the same scenario. Same scenario. But the difference is, is that the nurse, it was a nurse that tried to free this girl and took it on by herself. No pastoral support by herself. Several times, I mean, I mean, you're talking about wizards catapulting into their home or coming into the home and there's blood written on the walls and just freaky stuff. I mean, just something happened in the house, called the police. When the police get there, it all disappeared. Just like what you watch in the movies. And we experienced that crap. And, um, but the difference was is that when they came against us, they had a whole army to deal with. And that's why I went technically, because I'm telling you, the, some of the stuff that happened where when the Holy Ghost tells you in your own house, go hide all the knives. Uh, and that's probably the little small thing that we dealt with. So, you know, and which is astral projecting in this individual to have a conversation with me and then birds flying into the house and and they were even a I'll never forget that strange looking pigeon that was not afraid of me he would not fly away I'd get closer to him and he and I'd never seen a pigeon like that before 
and it was an ashy looking gray with black eyes. And um, and and I noticed, and when I got out, we're right in the midst of that scenario, I got out the car. I'm just telling you a little side story. Got out the car, and I'm, I'm walking towards the front door, and I see the little thing sitting there. And I'm like, that's an odd-looking bird. It looked like you belong to Dracula. And I didn't like the bird. So I got ready to shoo, okay? And the bird didn't fly away. He just stood there. <laughs> that's what I do when I'm like, okay, that's that Denzel watching the laugh. <laughs> and so I, I, I walk towards the bird. He just look at me. When I got too close, he just simply take two steps away. Never would fly away. I start, and I'm observing. I'm like, he just look at me. And just, he stayed just in that amount of distance. And see, you'll play stuff like that off. Now, I'm not talking about you go home and there's a black cat in your driveway. Ah, I, ah, oh. No. It just happens to be a cat that's black. <laughs> you know, so, but, but I'm telling you, this evil out here is real, but the wall is very thick. And, but the Lord thinned that wall. And I had, we have never, I've even, I've never even read anything, never seen anything to see just how much the dark side comes after you. Because I'm telling you, that was some, you better know God when it comes to that stuff. I mean, and that's, but you're not, but, but, and that's, that's more extreme stuff. But some of the things that we heard, some of the things that we saw, some of the things that we learned are just unreal. So let me get off of that because I feel that closed back up now. What verse when I, when I'm in, am I in? Yeah, like, I don't know. But in fact, it is best for you I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me i'll answer this question because it's in my head apparently somebody wants to know why we had to hide the knives <laughs> i hear it just as clear as the day the person said why did you have to hide the knives because the lord said so that's what he said my wife is preaching through the microphone now <laughs> she said that's what he said but when he says that we also understand that we couldn't deal with the different ways that they were coming at us because I mean, there just just one scenario, one scenario. It was so many scenarios. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one where I got a call from a member of the church and it said, "Go downstairs and check your closet." And I opened up the closet and the girl is in there choking to death because it's a demon grabbed his hands around John Joker. This stuff is real. I'm talking about we in here casting out a demon. She's waiting back there, and, and, and an angel whispered in my ear, uh, go check on her. We, Divine walks in there, and there's an angel holding the girl up against the wall. Divine walks off, the girl drops down to the ground, and then we, why is she acting so crazy? Oh, dang, the devil in her went to the chalkboard, got a red marker, and drew a pentagram on her stomach. 
and the demons entered in through the pentagram. That's why you want to be very careful about these tattoos. We have casted demons out of people, and the demon said, I will not come out until you erase the tattoo because I got in through the tattoo. But you watch this in the movies. You watch it in the movies, sometimes with these martial arts and these Chinese movies, where you see a dragon tattoo on a guy, and then when the guy's fighting, the tattoo comes to life and turns into a real being. You got to be very careful what you print on your body, folk. Because to you, this stuff is simple. One demon I hijacked, I asked him a question. I said, is yoga bad? He said, oh, is it bad? It's terrible. He said, and the crane pose is the worst. I didn't plan on saying none of this. But how many know the Holy Spirit wants to warn you? Because let me tell you something. Witchcraft is more around than you would ever know. My wife and I, what I won't even come close to repeating, let me tell you something that they are doing. They are coming in the churches trying to do certain things. They'll try to cast a spell, and if the pastor doesn't know, the spell works. Or I should say, if he doesn't know God. See, this is a place where you can hocus pocus all you want to. Matter of fact, I'll give you the microphone and let you do the poll. And go ahead. You got another curse you'd like to plan on us to? Can bring another microphone. Let's write these down to see if they... See, I'm crazy like that. But see, I can do that because I'm clean. And we know our authority. And we battle stuff all day long. But these other places, a lot of them are shutting down because they don't know that the witch is coming up and they're posing as a Christian. And shutting your ministry down. Several pastors have died because of that and they don't even know. That's why when they come here, I see y'all don't, see, y'all don't say anything, y'all, because I want y'all to freak out. But say, no, there's no one here. But you can tell sometimes in all this, sometimes the Holy Spirit will let me know. And then sometimes y'all let me know. You know, I'm bringing my auntie this weekend. She's a wizard. (laughs) Thank you for letting me know that. I make sure that I put on some extra Holy Ghost upstairs before I come to the service. You don't need me to tell me that your auntie is a witch. They don't care nothing about that. Wonderful. Bring her in the service. I ain't going to say nothing to her. See, that's authority, y'all. Again, you have, let me tell you something. You don't have to know all of the scriptures in the Bible and all that type of stuff. There's only one thing that you have to know to smack darkness in the face. I live in Christ. And I have his name. I'm born again. And I'm a son or a daughter of light. So explain to me. These demons cry me up. We're going to kill you. Really? Explain to me how you're going to kill God. You're like, why would you say something like that? Because the Bible says that I live in him. So in order for you to get to me, you got to kill him first. So explain to me what new engineering tactic that y'all done conjured up in hell. Some new tool, some new weapon, some new form of technology that God doesn't know about that's supposed to kill me. That's all you got to know. He ain't be sitting up there, yeah, Romans 10, 9, 10, and Ephesians 5, 8, 9. You quoting scriptures that's not even in the Bible. Revelations 32, 15. Oh, wait a minute, it ends at 22. You ain't got to know all of that type of stuff. All you got to know is, I'm saved. And what God saved means saved, which means I'm saved from you. But people, they thought I was playing when I told, some of y'all were here in the church. First time I said it, and the whole congregation went in shock. When I publicly said, I dare Satan to come up here with his best army and see if he can kill me. They go, he's going to kill you. I, but y'all keep, see, see, that's just me. I'm Mr. Gangster when it comes to that. Y'all keep telling me this. 
You keep telling me you're going to kill me, but ain't nobody dropped yet. But y'all keep getting killed. You keep telling me you're going, what you're going to do, and you haven't done anything yet. We're watching you. Wonderful. So is the government. They ain't doing nothing yet either. I don't know why I'm mad at the devil this morning, but it's, you get mad when you see how he's trying to destroy people. I mean, we have some, let me tell you, I've done about three sessions, and I have to, you have to pause, you have to walk away, and you got to get the tears out. Because you can't believe that something is this wicked. Anyway. And you got millions of people bound. Why the church talking about what they don't believe? <laughs> That's the biggest battle, that, never mind. The biggest battle, probably one of the biggest battles that we're dealing with is people who have been in church all day. All night, weeks, months, years. They know they got a problem. We start ministering to them, and they made the mistake of telling their pastor that they were getting help. And he tells them that they don't have a problem. You got to be careful with that lion heart church. Well, there's a measure of truth to that. Y'all follow me? Just throw up this graphic before I tear up this whole sermon. He is a real ghost that lives inside of you and can reduplicate himself in everyone and yet retain 100% of who he is. Oh, no, I can't bypass that. Scroll back up out of that graphic. I can't bypass Ephesians 1.13. I'm sorry, I made the mistake, Jesus. Is Ephesians 1.13 up there? And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Then in 2 Corinthians 1.22, it says, and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. That's crazy. He's the first installment. And uh, the, the first scripture when it says that um, guarantee, it means that he is a down payment. How many know the down payment on the house or the car is always a very small amount compared to the large amount that you still got to pay. So God is telling you, he said, based on the amount that I still owe you, the first installment is God. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard what God has in store for those that love him. You can't comprehend the level up there. And the Lord keeps giving me these little glimpses. I had a glimpse, and, and the Lord said that there are gowns up there for some of the women where, ladies, imagine wearing a gown or a dress, and the train stretches from here to downtown Atlanta. And the whole train is spun from light. And the whole train is encrusted with a hundred different rubies and diamonds. And as you walk past, when people touch one of the rubies, they experienced a level of joy you had on planet Earth, and they are with you in that moment. That's small, low-level stuff. Because if God himself is, I want you to think about that. Y'all reading the same scripture? He said, the Holy Ghost is the first. How is God the first installment of your inheritance? And you're going to follow the world to miss out on that? 
to go down there and eat donuts with, 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 with Lucifer? People be cracking up thinking about hell as a party. It's a party, all right. It's the most horrific thing. There is no horror movie you have ever seen that comes close to that. Earth is middle ground, and heaven and hell are extreme prosperity and extreme poverty. Okay, so now back to the graphic. He's a real ghost that lives on the inside of you and can reduplicate himself and everyone and yet retain 100% of who he is. He is the down payment on your eternal inheritance. And that right there doesn't make you live for Christ. But guess what? Some people don't care about that. that you know why? They don't know who's on the, on the inside of them. He will remind you of anything you have forgotten in the past, teach you how to do anything in the present, and show you the future. He, I just got a man saved because I asked him about dreams. He said, man, my dreams keep coming to pass. So I pulled out the scripture that says the Holy Spirit will show you the future. I showed that to him even though he wasn't saved. <laughs> just kind of tricked him, you know, into salvation. He convicts you of what is wrong and what is right. He will convict you of the coming judgment. Okay, so now, we're going to answer this one question that this girl gave me, and then we'll be done. He speaks, Acts 10, 19. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. First rule of God speaking to you, he does not speak religiously. He speaks in your language. If you're cool, he'll speak to you as though he is cool. If you are intellectual, he will speak to you as though you are intellectual. If you ghetto, he will speak to you as though you are ghetto. It's not an exaggeration. He knows how you think, so he'll speak in your language. So you'll miss his cues if you think that he's speaking the way you read the Bible. Acts 13, 2. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. And then Acts 8, 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasure of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone into Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside that carriage. A couple of things here, excuse me. You see a scenario where an angel spoke to him about something. When he obeyed that voice, then the Holy Spirit spoke to him about something else. That's the thing. Angels and Holy Spirit both speak to you. Now, how you keep yourself safe? If you think you heard a voice, make sure it aligns with Jesus and Scripture. So know the Holy Spirit and the angel didn't tell you to get a second wife. <laughs> While you married to the first one, he didn't tell you to do that. It's not what he told you to do. But people will tell you. Do you, do you realize how many pastors have told the congregation, the Lord told me to divorce my wife and marry the secretary. If you knew how often that happens, it would blow your mind. And if you are listening to me online, you do not need a word from God and angels and a scripture to get out of that raggedy church, if it's even one. Because, y'all, you don't get what people preach. You get what they live in. That word comes from heaven, and it goes through me into you. And if I'm corrupted, it's going to be corrupting you. You want to follow this. When you join a church, 
Does this thing give me peace? Do I feel like I'm being uplifted? Or do I feel funny about that particular pastor and he? Okay. So you see that. You also see this. If he did not follow the first instruction, they would not have spoken to him about the second. A lot of people want to hear from God, but the reason you're not hearing from God is because you're not following the written word of God first. If you don't follow the first, you won't hear the second. And if you don't hear the second, you might miss your prosperity and your promotion. So this is the number one question that I get asked. A young lady asked me a question, and I've asked her this question so many times. This time, the Holy Spirit showed me something that was so amazing. He tailor-made the answer for the young lady. And like I said before, I get the benefit of hearing the Holy Spirit tailor-make things for individuals, and then I can come up here and preach it. <laughs> and then they think I'm deep. And I am deep. But I'm not that deep. How many of y'all deep? You're like, I don't even know how to answer that question. Just say yes. Okay, so, and I get this a lot. People walk up to me and they have a frustration. You know what? I just want to hear from God. I just, y'all, y'all, I keep hearing you say the Lord spoke, you know, and, and I want to hear from him. Now, on the side note, this is secondary going first. You can hear from him quicker when you start serving. You can hear from him really fast when you get out there on the street and start evangelizing. Oh, he'll, you hear her very quickly because when it comes to saving a soul, he'll speak to you about telling them something and you won't believe it. How are you going to speak to me the same thing and you're not speaking to me because you're already saved? It's the quickest way to hear from God is to actually serve him, start doing works. Okay? And you, 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 all of you have heard from God, you didn't recognize his voice. And you'd be surprised how many of you couldn't figure out a problem and then all of a sudden an idea popped into your mind. Yeah, that was an angel. In most cases, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. That was an angel that is assigned to you, and he whispers, do this. You're like, oh, I just had a genius idea. <laughs> and the man just sitting there like, shh, we can't wait till y'all get in heaven so we can rebuke y'all. <laughs> now, let me keep, now, now to, to prove that that is true, did you not read in the scripture that the Bible says we are going to judge angels? Why are you going to judge angels? Because you have to look over your entire life and judge if the commands he whispered in your ear were correct. That's why the Bible says, you hear these shirts? And I hope you don't have one now. I don't think anybody has one now. But when you see those shirts, only God can judge me, that's the most incorrect shirt you could ever put on. Only God can judge me. Okay, watch this. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that spoke against me in judgment you will condemn. People actually think they're going to go up heaven and God is going to be the only one to judge them. Wrong. Other saints will judge you. So, but you know, people do what they want. Now, sure, only God can judge me. Um, here's the, here's the um, interpretation of that statement. Leave me alone while I'm sinning. That's all it means. You got to read through the words, man. You got to look through the sentences and see the statement that they're making. Only God can judge me. That means don't tell me what I'm doing is wrong because he's the only one that can tell me. And, and I'm hoping that he will give me a pass. He's going to give you a pass, all right. Number one question, and this is where we end. 
<clears throat> she asked me the question and she was frustrated. I just want to hear from God because you always, I hear people say that the Lord spoke and instantly the Lord showed me a picture of a woman holding a newborn baby. Now let's read the scripture first. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I think I'll read the other three scriptures, three scriptures first also. No, I won't. I'll wait. So this was the example that he gave me. I said, you just have to keep on growing. And, and the example that I gave her is the example that I'm giving you. You know, when a, when a couple have a new baby, when the baby is born, I'm speaking spiritually also, when the baby is born, the baby does not know that it has parents. You have to follow me very carefully. The baby doesn't know anything. All the baby knows is feeling. That's all the baby knows. The baby hears sounds, but it doesn't know that it's a mother speaking because the baby doesn't know it has a mother. And the baby doesn't know it has a father. It doesn't know anything except for how it feels. The baby knows that when I'm hungry, that a presence comes close to me and, make, and, and then gives me food. The baby knows that if I am uh, crying too long or if I've pooped in my diaper, that something comes and then that, but it's a feeling. The baby cries, why? Because it feels hungry. The baby cries because it feels thirsty. The baby cries because the baby feels funny down here. And because it doesn't like that feeling, it begins to cry out. And it just knows that if it cries, that the feeling changes. It has nothing. The baby does not know it has a mother. And the baby does not know it has a father. Okay? And the baby will, the, all the baby knows is, is that I like going, let me get next to my wife and pretend like my wife is my mother. Yeah, I know that's true in some sense. She was trying to tell me what to do this morning, brother. Okay. <laughs> All the baby knows is, is that when I get close to this right here, I feel better. All the baby knows is, is that when I get close to right this, I have peace and it makes me feel protected. The baby does not know that the feeling is coming from its parent. The baby doesn't know that at all. So the baby has to be taught who his parent is. The baby doesn't know who his parent is. So the baby only goes by feelings. He only goes by feelings. And so I spoke to the young lady and I said, and so right now you're in the same position. You're a new Christian. And you can't understand your father's voice. All you can do is go to church because it makes you feel good. I said, when you gave your life to Christ, it was based on a feeling. And when you gave your life to Christ, you just knew that you didn't know the scriptures. You didn't know about the Holy Spirit. You don't know speaking in tongues. You left that demon stuff alone. You didn't know anything about the blood of Jesus and his name and the authority and dreams and visions and angels. You didn't know anything about any of that type of stuff. Wisdom and success and prosperity and that Jesus stripes means healing. You didn't know any of that. All you know is you followed a feeling. And the only reason why you keep coming back to church is to get that feeling. 
You come to church confused. You don't have to know what we're talking about. And on the way to church, you feel bad. But why do you keep coming? Because even though you feel bad, like that baby felt bad, you know if you can just get close to this, that it'll bring some peace. And, and, and you understand what I'm saying? It's following a feeling. And only over time, as the baby grows, does it then learn language. Only over time as the baby learns and observes and is just there ingrained in that system that it begins to kind of believe that, oh, this is my mama, this is my, you know what I'm saying? Only over time. And then the baby learns language and then they can communicate fully. And so that's the reason why so many people in the beginning don't hear from God is because you are that baby with your heavenly father. Does he speak? Absolutely. The same way the mother speaks to the baby but the baby can't comprehend what the mother is saying, has no idea what the mother is saying. All the baby knows is, I feel good. I have peace. And because I have peace, I don't understand these sounds that I hear. I don't even know I have a mother. But what I do know is, is that this thing makes me feel good. And so as a new Christian, you have to follow the feeling. That sounds strange because I was taught you don't follow feelings. But that's actually what you do is that you don't understand everything and, 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 and God can't speak to you because you're not developed enough to understand the language. The same way that, and watch this, we sit up and we do stuff. We talk to the baby. It's very interesting. Well, some people do the goo-goo, you know, the gaga, and the, you shouldn't do that. Talk to the baby in real language and the baby has no idea what you're saying. Has no idea what you are saying. But eventually... Something clicks and the baby starts to understand just a little bit. And then we're always waiting for that first word. You know, I think the first word in our house was no. <laughs> I didn't want you to learn it that way, okay? Are y'all following me? And so that greatly helped her. I said, so all you got to do is, now you understand these scriptures right here. Go to that next scripture. <clears throat> I'm telling you how to start to foster a relationship with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.2. I, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. How many know that words are stronger than a feeling? So, so now the baby understands feeling. They know I like being next to this. You can, the baby can cry, 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 cry. And some of you know you pick the baby up. And why did the baby stop crying? It just wanted that feeling. Not that it understood it had a mother. It just knew it understood that whatever this is that I can't comprehend because I don't even know how to think. I know I just feel a particular way. Okay. And so it says here, he said, we had to keep feeding you with milk, not with solid food. Why? You weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready. Hebrews 5.13. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. And in 1 Peter 2.2. 2, in the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fairly nourished and strong for life. So in the same way that the baby, the main concern of a baby is what? Milk. And you keep giving them milk, 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 milk. You want that baby to grow to a certain level. And then at that particular level, you can then communicate with the child. It's the same thing spiritually. So don't, for y'all that are newer, don't get too frustrated because you haven't heard the Holy Spirit speak yet. 
Just keep growing in the word. Just keep feeding yourself. And when you are ready to hear what he wants to say, then you will hear what he wants to say because they don't waste time, they don't waste words, and they don't waste power. You understand what I'm saying? Now let me say something. This will also help understand why there are some people that's been saved for 30 years and they have never heard the Holy Spirit because just because you've been saved for 30 years doesn't mean that you have grown. Be totally honest with you. Most Christians have not grown. They just haven't. They go to church and they listen to a preacher and, and they know a couple of scriptures, but they haven't grown. You grow by eating every day. You grow by drinking every day spiritually. That's why the Bible says meditate the word day and night that you may grow thereby. Because if you don't grow, then your intellect will not become developed enough to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. And he doesn't speak stupid. He speaks wisdom. He doesn't speak weakness. He speaks power. He doesn't speak poverty. He speaks prosperity. So your mind has to get developed enough with what is written before we can start speaking to you about what you cannot see with what's written. You understand what I'm saying? And she understood that just as clear. And I said, no one is born knowing. It's the same thing spiritually. And when you think about it, until you got more mature, you were constantly led by your feelings. Okay? You know why? You got saved? Because of a feeling. They offered that invitation for you to Christ. And, and it was a feeling that you followed. You didn't follow a voice. You followed a feeling. Then when you gave your life to Christ, you felt peace on the inside. You know why you came back to that source of peace? For the feeling. <laughs> this, you came back to the source that gave you the peace in the first place. It's that, it's that feeling. Yeah, you, want, you, you want to know why some of you, you know, receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what we call praying in other tongues? Because many of you, you didn't pray in tongues, but you came to a service and you held hands like I tell people to hold hands. And you didn't pray in tongues. But everybody else was. But you couldn't deny that feeling. You're like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if this feels scary or good at the same time. A lot of people say it feels like electricity. You know, a gentleman, he was here Wednesday. He came to the service, sat right over there, had everybody hold hands. You know why he came back? He said, he said everything that I was going through shot out of me and I got completely healed. Okay. But how many know healing is associated with how you feel? So guess why he came back? To get more of that feeling. Hasn't heard from God, but he's still chasing that feeling. I want more of what I felt. The same way that the newborn baby wants more of what they feel. Okay? And you give it to them. When they're hungry, they feel hungry, so you feed them. When they're thirsty, diaper. The diaper is an irritation. I don't like the way my skin feels. All the baby knows is I, the baby doesn't even know what's making it feel bad. All the baby knows is I don't like the way I feel. And all it knows is to just cry out and scream. Is a formula. It just inherently knows if I just scream long enough, they will eventually, you know, and they don't even know who they is. All they know is, is that, is that if I cry long enough, something will touch me that makes me feel good. And what made me feel good will then get rid of that negative feeling. That's all they know. Don't know how to communicate with the parents. You understand what I'm saying? So when it comes from hearing from the Holy Spirit, you have to develop yourself and develop your mind and renew it with the written word of God because the Holy Spirit only speaks truth. And your mind may not be developed enough to receive truth. 
because you want him to speak to you. And, 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 and sometimes you're asking God to speak to you about something that he already wrote down for you to read. You must accept what you read, and then they will speak to you about extra stuff. And then God will sometimes be selective on how he speaks. He may not speak to you in an audible voice. I think I've only heard the audible voice a couple of times. And in both cases, I wasn't asking for it. First time I heard the audible voice of God, I'm not talking about the soft, still voice. When the Lord spoke to me and, and told me to go to come to Atlanta, that was the soft, still voice. Move to Atlanta. It's like a whisper, but it's louder than thunder. And you hear it here. You don't hear it up here. It, it's like an ex you hear it here. And, and, and this is crazy. He'll give you a whole paragraph, but it'll be one word. He'll speak one word, but it explodes into a paragraph, into your being. And you're like, man, and it'll be strong enough to listen to, but soft enough to ignore. But the audible voice is nothing to fool with. Because the Bible says when it comes to the audible voice, there'll be a voice behind you that speaks. If you hear an audible voice, you'll turn around. And that's only happened to me twice. And the first time, it was when I was speeding in my Porsche. <laughs> Young and dumb. And I was, you know, long story short, I was running a car up to 130, running on the track. You know, you do this type of stuff when you're you know, 24 and 23. Some people doing it while they're 90, you know, but they... You know what I'm saying. You see these guys out here in traffic and they riding around and <laughs> doing all just flying, flying. And, and, and just as clear as day, I was running that car, people moving over to the side, scaring traffic in that Porsche. And after about the fifth or the sixth time, I heard a voice that came from up above behind me. And this is all it said. That's enough. I drove 55 miles an hour all the way home. Scared the living daylights out of me. Okay. Well, it was the Lord. Okay. I didn't ask him to speak to me. And I don't know why I was, he spoke. He was like, hey, man. Hey. That is not the assignment of the angels to protect you from your own stupidity. Don't you see the speed limit that says 65 maximum and 55 minimum? I'm out there doing double. Get pulled over by the police. That's a big ticket or maybe jail time. But I was doing stupid stuff like that. Even when I was saved, I got pulled over by the police for doing 115 miles an hour in a 55. And he let me go because I was on my way to church. <laughs> so, you know, he was deceived by heaven on that one. Thought I was going to jail. I said, man, I'm sorry. I'm, on, I'm late on the way to Sunday school. <laughs> he saw me dressed. I said, here's my Bible right here. He was just like, get up out of here, man. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I'm, I'm encouraging you. If you don't spend time with God, you'll have difficulty hearing from him. Let me tell you something. He has spoken to you more times than you can imagine, but you are expecting something religious. You'd be surprised how um, he, you, and, and God has the ability also of not speaking to you. Let me say this. I, I should say maybe what you have experienced is God controlling you. God controls you more often than you think. He'll prevent you from saying something. There have been a lot of times when you were driving home, and just for some reason that is beyond me, I don't feel like taking this route. I think I'm going to take a different route. How many of you have ever had the sensation that you were doing 80, but it felt like you were doing 50? 
And how many of you, you were doing the speed limit, but it seemed like you got to your destination twice as fast? This is because you're being controlled by the invisible realm more than you ever imagined. Because they got to, see, there are sometimes one individual has to have an appointment with that individual. And in order for them to lock horns and to meet up and to cross paths, we got to manipulate all of the individuals that are driving in traffic around them. You'd be manipulated by both sides more than you ever imagined. Say, so this is going to be the month of the Holy Spirit to teach you how to follow him because he will lead you straight into success. Any individual, you have to think about this real strong. I have an individual on the inside of me that is the down payment for my inheritance for eternity and he will remind me of anything I have forgotten in the past, teach me about anything in the moment and show me the future so that I can be prepared for it. My wife and I were talking about something, and I said, Lorana, I said, do you remember that dream that I told you about, that pastor, that he was getting ready to get shut down? And she said, no, I remember you telling me, but I have no idea. And I was like, oh, man, I can't remember that dream. And they, I, I didn't even ask the Holy Spirit a question. I just relaxed, and I looked within, and in my heart, I was crying for the Holy Spirit to reveal to me the dream. And just like that, the dream kicked back on. Because he'll remind you of anything in the past. My previous pastor got a new job fixing vending machines. And the first day on the job before he's trained, the vending machine go out, goes out in a plant. And those guys are angry when they can't get their Pepsi and their Fritos on break. Serious. Long story short, they actually start throwing stuff at him. One guy kicked him in the butt as he's trying to figure out this vending machine. He hasn't had any training. He said he stopped for a moment. He said this was a very chaotic scene. Um, because they were blaming him. And he said he just stopped. He got on one knee. Holy Spirit, show me how to fix this vending machine before these people kill me. He said he got up, and just like the scene in the Matrix, he said something downloaded into him, and he instantly knew how to fix the vending machine. So you, you got to practice this stuff. Quit trying to do everything in the, norm, in, in, in the norm and in the natural. Quit doing stuff because you got a degree in that area. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and sometimes you chase problems too much. You're trying to figure it out too much instead of saying, Holy Spirit, what is the answer? The lion's face on the front of our website. <laughs> Look at it later. If you'll notice over here to the side, you'll see the shadow of his nose. We left it there on purpose. Because the couple who had kind of designed a lion like that, I reached out to them. I think they lived in New Zealand. It was a painting. I said, can we use that lion for the face of my ministry? No, we don't allow anyone to use that lion. And this is rare. It's rare when I can't sleep. And just I woke up and I was just like, no. Sometimes you're crying out to God from your heart, not your mouth. And, and it woke me up. And this is, my wife does stuff like this. I don't do stuff like this. I'm like, okay, well, Lord, want me to get up and look for lions in the middle. Well, I can do that at 6 o'clock in the morning, so I'm going back to sleep. I got to get on top of that, okay? That's a weakness of mine, sleep. I need you to agree with me, man. Just to say, I'm praying for him. I'm just playing, <laughs> okay? So, so I'm flipping through the internet, through the internet, and then lo and behold, I came across the real lion. That picture on the front of our website is a real lion who happened to turn and look at the camera just like that. You should, I'm going to show you a picture of the real lion. And because it was a real lion, he turned his face in the sun and it cast a shadow of his nose to the right of his face. But the Holy Spirit led me to do that. 
Because there's no such thing. When you, remember the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was given to you so that you would know that you belong to the one who sits on the throne. And I don't want to stand before the Lord and he says, these are all of the millions of things the Holy Spirit could have walked you into, but you didn't foster a relationship with him. Your business ended up bringing you $3,000 a month and you were happy because you were allowed to pay some bills. And here are the 15 times the Holy Spirit tried to speak to you to make your business worth $300 million. Because we keep trying to do it on our own. Why would you do it on your own? That's a trick from the dark side. Why would you do it on your own and the individual that is God and knows the future is on the inside of you and will tell you anything? If you don't ask, though, they won't give an answer. So this is going to be a month where we foster that relationship for one reason. There are things, my last statement is this. How many of you know it is very confusing out here when you step out these doors or the door? You don't know who is right. You don't know who is wrong. You don't know who is Lucifer. You don't know who's hearing from God. You don't know who is right or wrong when it comes to politics. Seems like everybody got an angle. We can't even have Olympics and run down a track without drama now. Okay? And let me tell you something about one of those young ladies. Y'all, be careful about what you attack. Be very careful. Because there's some things you ain't supposed to run up against. One of those girls, the one that puts the black uh, mark down her lip um, with the African style, I think she bit off more than she could chew. Because now the vultures came out, and what they did was they started digging into her past. And, and they dug way back and found out all of the type of racist comments that this girl has made about whites and Chinese. And see, now you look like a fool. You got to be careful when you attack something. You want to attack something based on it worthy being attacked. Don't just fight against everything. There's a time and a place for everything. And there are some wars that you can't win. And you'll become destroyed. You understand what I'm saying? But it's getting really cloudy out here. It's getting foggy out here. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what's going. You don't know who's who. It's like this, it seems like stuff is on the rebound. But at the same token, it seems like it's about to go back down. Well, guess what? You got a person that's on the inside of you that'll tell you the future. If you say, Lord, what should I be doing based on what's getting ready to come? Is next year getting ready to be a good year? Or a bad year. That's what I was saying earlier about them giving away all of this money. All that's wonderful. And I took the money. But guess what's going to happen? Lisa prophesied about seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And you're like, how in the world is that going to happen? Oh, I'm watching it right now. Because you can't give all of this stuff away and then you're not going to a recession. That stuff has to correct itself. Y'all do remember the housing market, right? And how that thing went straight south. And it took years to recover. This is worse. This is much worse. So, and because now you got these political ideologies and these agendas and the dark side is manipulating it all, they're now just trying to, now everything is about, let me see who I can cater to. Not what's right. Let me see who I can cater to. Let me see what racial groups that I can cater to in order to get them on my side so I can win an election. And, and let me give you a bunch of this and let me give you a bunch of that to make y'all happy so y'all won't tear the cities up. And then we're going to defund the police. 
Let me tell you something. Now, I know y'all think the same way, but let me tell you something. If you're an individual that wants to defund the police, you're welcome to go down the street someplace because you're going to get eventually get offended. I'm not trying to uh, defund the police. I'm trying to double their money and put twice as many on the street. But see, when they defunded the police, you see what's happening in them cities. Now they're trying to reverse that. Would y'all come back? No. You're going to defund the police. And then guess what? You're going to be the first one to call the police when Pookie and them trying to break into your house with an AK-47. And guess what they're going to tell you? Are we not coming? Because if we have to take Pookie down to the ground and prevent him from killing you, all you're going to do is come burn my police. Now, we're not talking about police brutality. You have real police brutality, but that's not the norm. The same way you got preacher brutality. And you got judges who operate and prove, you know, they did this thing and I think they arrested like, I can't remember, it was like 144 or 200 some people. And I was appalled at the people that they arrested for pedophilia and sexual kidnapping. Judges, doctors, nurses, police officers, lawyers, pastors and preachers, teachers. What are all y'all doing on the list? You would think the list would say drug dealers, gangsters, don't have an education, just got out of jail, <laughs> Pookie and them, Tim and them, Donald and y'all know what I'm saying? The list should have said that. It shouldn't have said a list of professionals, but that's the level of darkness out here that they're hiding behind professionalism. Politicians. If you knew how many politicians are involved in foolishness, it'd scare you. Okay? So, guess what you need to do? Whether the future, the Lord will show you the future for your day. If you really get developed in this, they'll show you what to do per time. You could be a stay-at-home mother and you're like, I need to wash these dishes and I need to get these clothes on. I need to run to the store in that order. You pray first, Holy Spirit, what do I do? You'll see yourself going to the store first. Why? They're showing you the future because God is interested in you having a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful month, and a wonderful year. So you need to start asking the Holy Spirit questions. Spend time in prayer in the morning. Spend time in prayer. Holy Spirit, I want to know the future concerning my child. Holy Spirit, what is the future concerning the man or the woman that I'm supposed to marry? There's nothing that you can ask him that he won't tell you, by the way. He may not tell you immediately, but he tell, he'll tell you. He may not tell you the way you want to be told. Because instead of speaking, he might show you. I told you, one girl, asking God to show her about her boyfriend. And she get a dream and he's Dracula. And then you talking about you need to pray about it. Yeah, you need to pray about how many pints of blood you're about to give up like the Red Cross. That's what you, the Lord is showing you the man is getting ready to suck you dry. I'm going to pray. Go ahead and pray because you're going to be praying for the rest of your life. Going to marry a vampire. But see, the Lord will show, see, when you ask God a question, he'll answer it by showing you the true nature of a thing. The true nature of a thing. Hey? And so I'm encouraging you. This is going to be our main, I don't call the Holy Spirit a weapon, but our main, can you realize, I want, for one moment, just for one second as I close, think about how important you are to the father when he gives you the Holy Ghost as your assistant 
You're going to give me the Holy Ghost as an assistant? He's assisting me? Yes. I'm not assisting him. No. He's assisting you. And then you're going to give me an angel on top of that? Yes. And then you're going to give me the name of Jesus? Yes. Who are you? You don't know who you are. Even when I tell you who you are, you don't. That's not. Those are just the words. When we say you're a son of God, a Lord, and, and a priest, and a king, and a more than a conqueror, and an ambassador. When I say all those things, they are, they are limited in telling who you are because of the limit, limited way in which our language is built. They have to stop at the words we know. But who you really are, you'll find out on the other side. Because anybody that has been given the Holy Ghost as a down payment for the other stuff, he's the first installment for everything else, and you're going to rule and reign with Christ, nobody knows who they are. You just know who you are down here. And to be given someone like that. And, and instead of me just sitting around the house like Yoda, I think something is coming. <laughs> or I have to say it the correct way. Something is coming, I think. You know, Yoda talks backwards. No, just ask the Holy Spirit, what's coming? And here's the crazy part. He has already spoken. He'll speak to you in an audible voice. He'll speak to you on, you'll just know it. He'll speak to you through a dream. Guess what? Hey, Y'all want to know one of the major ways that the Holy Spirit speaks? Movies. It'll come to pass in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It didn't say religious flesh, flesh, Christian flesh, denominational flesh, Catholic flesh, Muslim flesh. No, it didn't say none of that. He said, I'm going to pour my spirit upon, I'll be influencing everybody to speak to the whole planet about the judgment to come. And everything in the world right now is, has to do with cataclysmic stuff, supernatural stuff with witchcraft, zombies, aliens, and asteroids. <laughs> And the, uh, the stories about good and evil just keep increasing, increasing. That's everything in the movies right now. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit is like, we're trying to show y'all. So y'all better start asking me about the intimate details of how to prepare for it. And they'll tell you how far to go. And then they'll tell you, you don't need that many bullets. You don't think the Holy Spirit is involved like that? Y'all remember with Jesus right before he got crucified? Jesus told the disciples, everybody get a sword. And they said, they said, should we take some more? And Jesus said, that's enough. <laughs> I don't know why he told them that. He told them. Now, they carried swords all the time, but I guess they had set them down. He told them, everybody get their sword. I don't know what that was about. And then, you know, Peter used the sword, cut off the man's ear. And then Jesus picked the ear back up, put it back on the man's head. And these dummies still arrested him. Whatever. That's what the Holy Spirit is telling you. You roll with that. Do you understand what I'm saying? As they say, stay close. It's something coming. I'm telling you. And I hate to keep saying that and putting that in your ear. It's not something coming. There are many things coming. And the Lord wants you to be standing right in the middle of it, eating popcorn. Because you are fully prepared. Because there's nothing like being prepared and forewarned when something happens. Sometimes the Lord will say something like this. I'll pick it up. I never put it on Facebook. And every time it smacks me back in the face, I tell my wife, something is up. And I get ready to go on Facebook and say, everybody brace themselves. And I don't because I keep second guessing myself. But you got to stop second guess. Because I'm telling you, something's coming. All right, come on up. Y'all go ahead and stand. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And she was ministering. You know what? What electricity is to the television. If you turn the electrician on, the electricity on, then the television kicks on. And so I know for me, there's certain types of music that uh, they can play something and vision will kick on. And so whereas this could be a word that's given to anyone, um, there's one person specifically that the Lord wanted to give the word to, even though it's something that should be practiced. And that's, uh, her, her name is Tassiana, right? Tassiana. Tassiana. Yeah. So she was praying. I was standing here and I saw you. Um, you were kind of seated on the floor with your legs crossed. You had your hands lifted. And you were just communing with the Holy Spirit. Just communion with the Holy Spirit. And um, and there was like a, um, what was those things called binders that you write information on? No, it wasn't a journal. It was those little cheap binders that we get for the kids at school. But it was a binder next to you with a pen, and you were just communing with the Holy Spirit. You were just praying in, you were just praying in tongues, and and wherever this little room is, I don't know if it's in your home or it's a room or whatever it is, but you were just there, and you were even rocking back and forth, just communing with the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, worshiping Him, and asking Him questions worshiping him and just asking him questions you were just doing that and I saw the Holy Spirit begin to download answers to questions you didn't know you had so he wants to foster a relationship with you there are some things that he wants to share with you um, I'm assuming concerning destiny uh, or maybe some secrets that he wants to share with you about some assignments that he has but but that's just what I saw and I knew that I was supposed to tell you that to just begin to get before the Lord, just read, and then just begin to just, I think it's a good book, Simone, remind get the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, oh, you already had it, but, uh, that's what, what you say, divine, ah, that's funny how the Holy Spirit works, that is so crazy how the Holy Spirit confirms stuff, I didn't know that, so now you, <laughs> that's why she's smiling, like, oh, this is, so, so this, but see how, but see, See how those two things kind of coincided with that and came from two different forces without talking. But those are the things that the Lord wants to begin to do in your life so that you can see just how real he is. Just how real he is. It has to do with assignments, callings. Don't assume any calling. Don't worry about anything. Sometimes when we start using callings and even with the dear sister over here about ministering and, 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 and different things like that, we can get a little bit afraid because if the Lord speaks something to us, what we do is we assume. And what we assume is we have to be like someone else. What we assume is we have to do it like someone else. We assume based on what we have seen. But y'all, God is always doing a new thing. Because so many people are doing the old thing. You know, particularly with the younger people now in this particular culture. You know, the Lord is raising up the last group of warriors, males and females. So I just want to encourage you to do that because you were sitting there. You were just communion with him. just And, and, and it's so mystical because as you were communion, communing with God, there was like this, uh, like this golden mist that was around you. Like heaven had opened and with little pieces of starlight in it. And I'm not talking about any occultic stuff. Occultic stuff is low level compared to this. You know, and... Um, 
but the Lord just wants you to commune with the Holy Spirit. I know in the book of Acts, it says that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and uh, it says that the Holy Ghost said, it's not so much the fasting, you can do that from time to time if you like, but it's more the ministering to the Lord. It's, and it doesn't always come quick, it comes over time. Some things he has to, uh, is the word deconstruct. And then there's some, some things that he has to build on the inside of you. And, you know, she mentioned the heart, but the heart is exceedingly large. In the physical realm, your, your physical heart, you know, roughly around that size, I guess, or whatever. But your spiritual heart can actually be the size of half the size of planet Earth. You know, Jesus said it this way. He said, the entire kingdom of God is on the inside of you. And that's, what do you mean by that? And it's, it's so big. And there are a lot of things that God will put in, put in, put in. It's like as you fill yourself up, it's like you're also filling your place in eternity. I can't explain these things. All I just know is, is that as you sit before the Lord and just begin to pray and get consistent and doing it every day. And, and I just feel led to share this last story and then I'm done. My previous pastor, he shared a wonderful story about he did the same thing. And he would just come home and get underneath the dining room table. He would just sit there. He would just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just praying in tongues, praying in tongues. He would do it day after day. I don't know why. What was up with the dining room table? Well, I know what was up. That was his closet. When the Bible talks about your prayer closet, it's not talking about an actual closet. It's talking about a place in planet Earth where you and God commune. For some of you, it's a closet. I know for one of my kids, it's their car. They go to the car. And they commune with God in the car. I think uh, Mikey shared with me one time that when he's trying to hear from God, he has to go sit in the car in the driveway. It's not an actual closet. It's a place in planet Earth where you go. For a season, for me, it was sitting next to the water. So it's a particular place. Well, for him, it was the dining room table, getting underneath it, praying. He would just pray. He said, just pray. He said, Lord, Lord didn't say nothing for weeks. Might have been months. He said, one day, he was just praying, praying, getting lost in that. He said, he would not open his eyes. He said because he knew with all of his heart that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was actually sitting in front of him underneath the dining room table. He said because his eyes were closed, he said, but the whole atmosphere changed. And he became so afraid because he knew that the Lord was sitting there. And at that moment, the Lord gave him, spelled out the next phase of his destiny. He told him, leave this city. Go to this particular Bible school in another city. Go to that Bible school. Come back. Open up a church. This is the name of the church, and this is the scripture that you use. Okay? That's worth something if you had to spend two to three years underneath the dining room table. Would you agree? What was the Holy Spirit showing him? The future. And just that term, unfortunately, and a lot of the body of Christ is foreign to them. That we have a being called the Holy Ghost who wants to commune with us and become more real than what you see in the mirror. And he will tell you the future. So, that's the word. Curious to see what type of experiences that revelations he may give you or he may not give you anything concerning us. But, but either way, it's a journey. It's an adventure that the Lord wants you to take on um, with him. And there's nothing like an invitation from God. You know, the newer people, she's a little bit newer, but the newer people, God will be giving them these invitations. And invitations sometimes will be, will you be the one that will finally obey? 
Will you be one of the ones that we could possibly use to rescue millions? Will you be the one that we could possibly build up to create the next invention? To do great exploits? Because we've tried many others and they have failed. Okay? But this generation, you all, they deal with more crap than we ever had before. But they also have more weapons than we ever had before. For you all that's been in the church, you know we didn't grow up on these type of weapons that you see at this church. We didn't even know this stuff existed. And for these, you know, I think about, you know, the level that I'm able to operate at a little bit now. But I only imagine what I would have been like if I had to know this stuff from birth. You know, the kids in children's church and your kids and my kids, and they're growing up hearing this demonology stuff and casting out demons. They're growing up knowing how to interpret dreams and visions. They're growing up with the young people taking the prophetic class and learning how to prophesy. Where are they going to be in 20 years? You know what I'm saying? And this is about winning a war. So, the Holy, I was, when I got ready to create this, you know that little uh, alcohol commercial that talks about the most interesting man in the world? You know, and uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Some Stella something, you know, don't tell anybody, go try and buy it since it's so interesting. You know, I'm just playing. But I thought about how the Holy Spirit actually, even beyond the Father and beyond Jesus, the Holy Spirit is actually the most interesting being. His nature and his character is so different. He's the only one the Bible says you can grieve. It never says you can grieve Jesus or the Heavenly Father. It says be careful because you can grieve this being. I mean, he, the, somebody that is, the Bible talks about, you know, when God talks about, when the Bible talks about Jesus, it uses animals. But when it talks about the Holy Spirit, it uses substances like oil and fire and wind. Jesus said the same way that you can't tell which way the wind is coming from. It says the same way you can't tell which way the Holy Ghost is coming from. It's the most mysterious being. I mean, the most mysterious thing to me is, is that you got one being that has reduplicated himself in all of us, but maintains 100% of who he is individually. You don't have a, how many know, you don't have a part of the Holy Ghost. You have the whole Holy, y'all don't understand what I'm saying? And to be able to fellowship with a being that knows the past and the present and the future, the one who created the very air that you breathe in. When the Bible says the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the water, it was the Holy Ghost waiting for a command. He's the one that actually brings to pass what you say. He orchestrates things. He creates things. He destroys things. Yet the Bible says he's very gentle. And it says the animal that he uses to refer to the Holy Spirit is a dove. And so that's why you have to be careful even in his presence and even in the presence of God in services. I think Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson said that if there was a dove on your shoulder, he said, and you didn't want the, because the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. And he said, if the dove is on your shoulder and you're trying to keep the dove on your shoulder, he said, without the dove flying off because he was grieved, he said, what do you do? He said, you walk real carefully. He said, your whole walk is based on the dove because you don't want to grieve that dove and shake him too much. And so everything is about the dove, making sure that the dove doesn't leave you. And he said, that's the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you can grieve him. You can grieve him because you move too slow. You can grieve him because you don't live right. And he's not mad that you're living right. He's just, I mean, he's, he's it, the grieving of, over you not living right is because he knows what you could accomplish if you did live right. He knows that there are doors that won't open until you live right. He knows that there are doors that won't open until you sacrifice. He knows that there are doors that you won't open until you become consistent and diligent. There are doors that won't open 
until you sell out. And he grieves because he knows what's behind door number one and door number five and door number 12 and door number 13 million. He knows what's behind the doors and it grieves him because his main job is to give you joy. And there's nothing worse than wanting to give somebody joy and they won't put themselves in a position to receive it and then struggle. And so that's so it's so much that you have to learn about him. He's the most interesting being that ever exists. And it would be it would behoove us to find out why is he on the inside of us? Just for us to go to church? Nah. He's on the inside of you. You look 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 at the instructions that he gave me and it wasn't church related. It was domination related. I gotta give you an advantage. I have been assigned to you to make you like the one on the throne, but you won't listen. And you won't even put yourself in a position to listen. And if you could listen to me, woo-wee, if you could listen to me, the secrets of men are in their stories. And to be totally honest with you, Yonggi Cho got to where he is. Yo, Yudipo got to where he is. And I'm on that same road. And I'm getting to where I am. It's only one reason. It's been those moments when the Holy, God, Holy Ghost pointed me toward the future. We don't like to think about where we would be if we were still in Detroit. No, we'd be dried up. I don't know what we'd be doing in Detroit. And it's not that there's anything wrong with Detroit, but that Detroit wasn't my future. My future was here. You understand what I'm saying? And it's been those little, those little small moments when, oh Jesus. When I was on the couch and the Holy Ghost said, Turn the, turn the prayer call into a digital prayer mountain. It's like, what? Turn the prayer call into a digital prayer mountain. I wish you could see the way these things looked in the spirit. Mm. It is beyond royal. It is beyond mystical and mysterious. getting glimpses of things that I haven't asked for or maybe I forgot that I asked for them and the Lord just I mean I had a glimpse man and it was this scene in heaven and it was a woman and the Lord was placing a crown on her head because she had served him in planet earth and it wasn't the crown it was just the whole thing the music that was playing and the light and, and the smoke and the fire and the the mystical atmosphere and 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 like air that has diamonds in it and gold chips you can't explain this stuff it is beyond glorious and that one moment you wish you could save that moment for 13 million years but the problem is you wish you could save every moment for 13 million years and every moment is like that and to sit up here and we got a war against someone that tries to keep us depressed and chasing after the world the moment that young girl begins to get before the Lord. The enemy is going to plant thoughts in her head. Go on social media. Turn the television on. Watch movies. Go shopping. I mean, we all battle with that. It's a fight to keep us from finding out what's behind door number one and what's behind door number three and what's behind door number ten. It's crazy. And you remember what Jesus, Paul said? He said, one of those doors was opened up to me. He said, 
he was a it was a new door for a new opportunity and a promotion he said but when the door opened he said it was an army standing there saying no and the lord says you gotta fight them giants because behind every door is a blessing and an army and god will never take you to a door where there is no enemy because he called you more than a conqueror hallelujah y'all good I love these moments like that I call them eternal moments because I know heaven responds I think about being in heaven and being able to look at these moments these things being recorded and recorded okay so we have a glorious eternity and we serve a glorious God so let's all bow our head for